proud to say they got picked up by the microphone. Yes! Okay. I'm going to do this now. Good night, babies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, seriously. Being known as one of the greatest playwrights of all time, Arthur Miller truly made a name for himself by writing arguably one of the most iconic and popular plays of all time. On this episode of Thespian Thoughts, we finally get to discuss the genius that is Death of a Salesman. Death of a Salesman premiered at the Morasco Theater on February 10th, 1949 and starred Lee J. Cobb as Willie Loman and Arthur Kennedy as Biff Loman. Both actors received Tony Awards for their outstanding performances Best Actor in a Play for Lee J. Cobb, and Best Supporting Actor in a Play for Arthur Kennedy. The original production closed on November 18, 1950 after playing for 742 performances. Since this show's instant success, Death of a Salesman has been revived on Broadway a total of four times. From its Broadway debut all the way through the most recent 2012 revival, the show has accumulated a total of 21 Tony nominations to its name, with 13 of those nominations being Tony winners. It's now time for some thespian thoughts on Death of a Salesman. Welcome to our final play of the season. Mm-hmm. Death of a Salesman. The Arthur Miller play. Yes. Uh, now I mentioned in the intro um, that this play is really iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure if you look up on Google the most popular plays of all time, this would be one of the first three. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you think of the 20th century because, mm-hmm. I mean, your main three playwrights, your big three playwrights of the 20th century, you got Eugene O'Neill Tennessee Williams, and Arthur Miller. Mm-hmm. And with Death of a Salesman, it's arguably Arthur Miller's most popular and like best work that he has created. Well, what's interesting is The Crucible has been revived more times on Broadway than A Death of a Salesman. Yes. Which is interesting. Both are fabulous shows, mm-hmm. of course. And uh, both serve their purpose of the... Um, displaying what Arthur Miller wanted to display mm-hmm. within those shows. Um, so uh, this is a great show, and we're so happy to finally talk about it. Uh, so let's talk about uh, our protagonist, uh, Willie Loman, uh, who is... Wow. This mm-hmm. character is... There's so much to... I'm just trying to envision what an actor goes through to play this character yeah it's it because it's a lot it's a lot and there's so much you have to put at stake in your mind Mm -hmm. and of course we'll get um we'll talk about um willie's perception of the reality and illusion throughout the show later uh but just general talk about willie um he's a very complicated character Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times, um, uh, he seems to know what he wants, mm-hmm. but he has very trouble identifying that and seeing what really works for him in his life. Yeah, and knowing how to get what he right. wants and why he's not getting, getting what it. he wants. Right, and he just becomes so frustrated mm-hmm. and scared throughout the show. And just seeing how he maintains his relationships with his wife, mm-hmm. uh, Linda, and his uh, Two sons, uh, Biff and Happy. 
and how those relationships have kind of shattered over the years. But yet yeah, he has two different. There's two different versions of how he sees them. Mm-hmm. It's in his mind, like um, especially especially for Biff, yeah. because Willie always still sees Biff as the the high school football star, the guy who's going to do so well for himself and. Willie just has in his mind that that's still a truth when Biff is like, no, that's not me. That's not what I want to do. I'm just ordinary. I'm not this big special person person that you think I am. Right. And that just, to me, um, what really displays that the best is the last interaction between Willie and Biff. (laughs) The ending of that moment between the two of them is just like I can imagine just audience member just like just taking a breath like mm-hmm. wow that just unloaded a lot yeah when it's the two of them are just screaming at each other and then Biff just screams out like I'm just an ordinary person stop mm-hmm. putting all of these expectations on me I'm not important I'm just an average Joe just scream and just trying to admit that. Right. So how would you sum up Willie? What's your, um, what's your summary of this very complicated oh character how who has can, a lot of baggage with him? How can you sum up this guy? I mean, Willie Loman. Cause also then there's this part of inside him that almost feels like he's running toward death. Yeah. It's it's really because even though in his like interactions he never displays that, but that's mm-hmm. very much known and it is talk and it's talked about like between Linda and Happy and Biff, talked about between the three of them. How this is very true, how right before the play started, it's Willie crashed his car and they figured out it was because Willie was trying to kill himself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such an, he's such an intricate character. It's, oh, so, so oh well written. Yeah. And what's really interesting about this character and how actors can go and play this role. There's so many different ways to go with it. And there's so many different ways, a direction you can take the show and where you want to take the character. And just the, the, all that to unpack. Yeah, it's it's one of those just really, really, really hard roles like Hickey and the Iceman Cometh or King Lear and King Lear. It's mm-hmm. one of those really, really, really challenging roles trying to figure out how best to do it. Yeah, and I think that also comes with the challenge of... Um, uh, to be a good Willie, you also have to have um, good counterparts on stage as well. Mm-hmm. Having, uh, for example, like Biff, and we'll talk about Biff for yep. now. Um, just crafting the relationship between Biff and Willie can be so challenging, and I think mm-hmm. that's the relationship between the two of them is one of the most intricate and complicated of anything within a play. Yeah, because also throughout out the play, even before you learn that it's a thing, it's very much a thing that Biff figured out that Willie was cheating on Linda with mm-hmm. someone else. Right. And that just totally broke him from wanting to finish up the one last class he had to do summer school-wise so he could go on to college. It just 
totally broke his whole mindset because his whole life he saw Willie as like this perfect hero to him and then he saw this and it just shattered and he right. had no idea what to do anymore and, and now and now Biff is coming back and seeing Willie and Willie s- still sees Biff like that never happened right it's it's interesting how the show defines each character throughout a different lens mm-hmm. you think you have these definitions in the beginning but everything just flips on a dime yeah. within the next moment Mm-hmm. And you have no idea who these characters truly are until the very end of the show. Yeah, and, and even, that's what makes it so even, compelling. And even then, it's still confusing, right? Which is just so fabulous and so wonderful because that's exactly how real people are. It's real people are just so intricately, intricately made, and so just very complicated mm-hmm. that Arthur Miller's way of capturing that, especially within this play, is just astounding. Mm-hmm. And with, because um, you mentioned Linda, that's a good segue. Um, Linda is uh, very um, devoted and mm-hmm. uh, very supportive of Willie. You know, mm-hmm. there's moments within the show um, where she's uh, trying to figure out how much money he made for the week. Yeah. And uh, how it first it starts with this really big number, but then, no, it's not the case. It's actually the smaller number. Mm-hmm. But then she doesn't talk him down from it. She says, oh, you're going to do better next week. Mm-hmm. And she's just always, she's just, the she's the backbone within that relationship. Yeah. And um, I think... I really believe deep down Willie appreciates that mm-hmm. and he truly does love Linda but he's just like a he's just like a puzzle just scattered everywhere and just mm-hmm. he's trying to piece himself together but he just can't find the pieces that fit right mm-hmm. and he's trying to pick these other pieces that it's like um, he's trying to put together a puzzle puzzle together upside down right he's trying to put these pieces together that he thinks his family would appreciate but he doesn't understand uh his memory is just so bad Mm -hmm. and just his whole mental state is out of control he doesn't even know what's right for his family what's wrong or even what's right and wrong for himself Mm -hmm. and that's the price linda has to pay yeah because in the end with a tragic line of saying with linda saying to willie's grave we finally paid it off made the last payment on the mortgage the house is ours Mm-hmm. Just knowing that, like, they were finally out of debt. The last payment was made, and Willie is gone. Right. Well, I th- what I get most about off that line is the, we're free. Yeah. Yep. We're free. I'm free. We're free. Mm-hmm. And there's so, that's written a few times. I can't remember exactly how many times it's written within the script. Well, let's find out here. We have the script with us. Yes, we do. Um, it is at the end yes. of the epilogue. Or... Requiem, as it yes. may be called. Yep. Um, one, two, three, four times. Four times she says we're free. And I believe each of those times the we're free means something different. Mm-hmm. And it feels like each time it gets harder and harder to say. Right. Because in the beginning of uh, her speech at the end, she says how she can't even cry. She just mm-hmm. uh, she feels like he's just off on another one of his business trips. Yeah. And then once she keeps going and going to the end of the we're free, that emotion kind of cracks and breaks. Yeah, and, you can and see finally, that. yeah, and finally this large wall that she's trying to put up on herself 
to like keep her composure and not totally break apart just starts to break and just shatters at the end and it's whoa right uh so uh biff and ha- uh yeah biff not biff biff <laughs> and the happy art uh siblings but there's mm-hmm. so much difference between the two of them yes you have um Happy, who's somewhat idealistic. Mm-hmm. You know, he sees his father in a very different way than what Biff does. Yes. And because then also there's like the knowing of the affair, only Biff knows about that. Happy right. did not know about that. Right. And I don't and if I'm right, I don't think he ever learns about it within the play. No, I don't I no, I don't think he does. Um but what's um, what also this focuses on is the the age between the two of them, yeah, and how age plays a factor between mm-hmm. uh, older siblings and younger siblings. Um, within their first um, scenes together, when um, where we first get to see them and they have their conversation together about what they want to do in the future, mm-hmm. and um, they just um, the Loman brothers just there to help each other and have each other's back. Mm-hmm. It's a very charming moment between the two of them. But, boy, after that scene, a lot of stuff happens between the two of them <laughs> and the overall shape of the family. Yeah. That really, um, again, as I mentioned earlier, defines a new relationship. And just the definition between their relationship is different from what we see in the beginning to the end. Yeah. Uh, what would you? What are some words you would define happy as compared to a biff? Uh, kind of just like you said with Happy being idealist, whereas Biff is more of a realist. Right. And also, it feels like also with Happy, he hasn't physically tried to do as many of these ideas that he may have as Biff has tried to do something and Mm -hmm. tried to make some money and know who he is. Happy is still sort of in that, like, gray matter space of, like, I'm not really totally pursuing an idea yet, but I have all of these ideas that I want to do. Right. Um, he's in a, um, forgive the pun, he's in a happy medium kind of state. <laughs> yes. That's where he is right mm-hmm. there. Um, so another uh, role that's really um, influential to Willie is Charlie. And also with Charlie, you have Bernard. Mm-hmm. And um, the two of them, um, Charlie, um, he's always there to help Willie out, mm-hmm. even though Willie does not really like that. And he kind of yeah. puts Charlie to the side sometimes because, mm-hmm. mostly because he's jealous yeah. of Charlie and uh, his son. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even when Charlie offers Willie work, mm-hmm. it's Willie just refuses, right? Or even like money. Yeah, even even though Willie very Desperately much needs, needs yes. both of them, just out of Willie's pride, mm-hmm. he doesn't give in to what he thinks of as like a hand, quote unquote handout, right? And also that ties in, we'll talk about this later, to the, the whole American dream mm-hmm. um, theme within the show. Yeah. Um, and then there's Ben. Oh, yes. Which is what really ties Willie's character together. Mm-hmm. And you really see where he's at. Yeah. Because it's always, with Ben, you just see all of 
because Ben basically as a character pretty much is like totally a figment of Willie's imagination. Right. And it's really just showing all of this regret that Willie has that he didn't go out with Ben to try to make it rich and do something and do something else, go somewhere, mm-hmm. get out of where he was. Right. And you can just totally see that how he's still how Willie still just wants to go off and make it big like Ben did. And you see how much regret he's filled with yeah, that and he didn't. Uh, ben is someone who Will, Willie really looks up to. Yes. And that's who he craves and desperately wants to be and become. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't know how to get there. Exactly. But what, what he... As we see at the end of the show, once everything's all said and done between the two of them... We know that that's not what Willie actually wanted to be. Mm-hmm. There's, um, he wanted to do what's right for his family, but he he knew he failed on that. And there's so many different wrong turns he's taken. And he he always looked to Ben and said, "How can I make this right? Mm-hmm. How can I make this right for myself? How can I make it right for my family? Mm-hmm. How can I move forward to how you were?" Yeah, and it's. Um, the interactions between the two of them are really enlightening to um, seeing uh, Willie's, just the mirror of Willie's character just come to a complete uh, uh, stance once we get to the near the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, once before he gets into his car and then, uh, of course, uh, he dies. Yes. Um so yeah, it's all of these characters um, play off each other really well because they need to, mm-hmm. because all of them have their defining traits and yeah. they're always constantly shifting, mm-hmm. and that's what amounts to what makes them who they are at yeah. the end of the show. Um, so we'll talk about uh, Willie's perception of reality versus illusion, as we we kind of dabbled about earlier about. Mm-hmm. Um, what um, he remembers and that what actually didn't happen, what he's envisioning and what's not true. Yeah, because with this play, uh, continuity of time kind of almost goes out the window. Right. Because it very much will f- go into one of Willie's flashbacks basically on a dime. Yeah, with like... No hesitation. Mm-hmm. Just, we're just going to go right Yeah, in like, here. not like a super whole amount of prep of, like, ooh, we're going to go back to introspe- introspection into Willie, Willie's flashback. No, it's it can basically be, like, a... Almost, like, just, like, a tiny break of lines. Right. It's, yeah. Be, so that's always really helps to see that reality and illusion, just that mishmashing of time, and you don't really know where you, when you, not where you are, when you are. Right. You're not really sure of that, and you can just tell how that really plays into Willie's mental state and what he's really thinking of and where his brain is really going. Yeah. And it takes him into so many different directions mm-hmm. and where his brain is going. But it all leads back to um, what he wants and how it all leads back, like with Ben and 
just what he wants um, to make out of Biff and mm-hmm. what he envisions Biff to be. It all goes back to uh, the American dream and how Arthur Miller uh, truly pressed this within the show and the overall characterization of Willie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because during this time, the even today, the American dream is a question of what really is the American dream. Mm-hmm. And to Willie, it was something that was truly defining to his character because mm-hmm. he felt like he couldn't have a successful life without um, achieving the American dream. Yeah. And I know we had this discussion uh, um, with our, uh, when we talked about ragtime as yes. well. Yes, uh, yes, The American yes, yes. Dream and how, um, of course, for different people with different perspectives mm-hmm. from diff- different backgrounds. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's interesting about this is there's really no set in stone of what Willie views the American Dream as. He has his success story and what he wants. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different ways he thinks he can get there. Yeah. But there's so many roadblocks that get in his way. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's just impossible to achieve it for himself. And just to see the overall effect that this dream has on him mm-hmm. and his life and just his mental state that kind of caves into also his perception of what's real and what's not. Yeah, because you can tell especially how he wants to have the death of a sale- salesman, where that's where the title comes right. in, where it's like when he dies... Hundreds of people come to his funeral because it's like I knew who Willie was and he was a good guy. Mm-hmm. And then at Willie's funeral, there's just the family. Yep, just the family. It's Linda, Happy, Biff, Bernard, and Charlie. Right. Yeah. So just the five of them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's just uh, really interesting about the. Um, what he views at what he's known he's viewed as and how he viewed himself mm-hmm. and uh honestly that's what makes willie one of the most honest characters written within a play mm-hmm. because um there's such a token taken from society especially during that time late 40s early 50s yeah of the working class man and also but also um Someone with office job like Billy. Uh, Will, I'm sorry, Willie. Um, yeah, who is this Billy character? A, a new character I made up. Um, uh, but it's just really... Arthur Miller just crafted this really intricate character that I don't know if anyone completely understands in the same way. Mm-hmm. Just like everyone has a definition of the American Dream, everyone has their definition of Willie Loman. Yeah, and how they perceive his character and what he stands for, and what he wants to get in life, and um, just to be faced with that challenge as an actor mm-hmm. is something that would be um, a very grateful challenge to face. Of yeah. course, and there's been so many talents who have taken on that role mm-hmm. as well, and how many challenges they faced. And um, just their um, their own little craft they bring to the role, yeah, and what they want to bring to the show, and what the directing team wants to make of that, yeah. And that's where the overall vision comes from. This incredible show. So that's our discussion on Death of a Salesman. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we finally got to talk about this show. Yeah. As we introduce plays throughout our season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have an announcement here before we leave the show today. 
Um, our our next episode, uh, we'll be talking about the uh, musical Falsettos. It's my favorite musical. It is I, your favorite? I believe that's what I, at least from the last you time we it, talked about the, it. You put it as your number two. Number favorite. two. Oh, yes. It, I guess it was. Yeah, See, it was Mark your knows two. my favorite musicals more than I do. Yeah, because number one, you put Company. That's right. I'm sorry. It's, uh, yeah, it is one of my favorite musicals of all time, though. It's a beautiful show. It's a fabulous show. Um, it's a very sad show, but then again, we're going to have a... Yeah. Well, it's the ending's very sad, but it's also, it's full of lots of life. With, and hopeful. Yes, within it. But we'll get more into talking about that yeah. when we do. So, getting to that point, that will be our final episode of the podcast. We'll be... Um, turning off the microphone at that point. Um, we've had a great journey, and of course, we'll do more of a um, uh, look back at our the past um, two seasons that we've covered mm-hmm. with all the great shows we talked about, and then we'll uh, give our final send off in our final episode. So make sure to join us for that, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Thespian Thoughts. Make sure to join us on the series finale of Thespian Thoughts, where we will share our thoughts on the musical sensation Falsettos. So we'll catch you next time with more Thespian Thoughts with Brenton and Mark.